Live. Live on. Live on set. Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of Live on Set. Live on Set, the weekly pop culture podcast where I'm talking film, music, sports, television with my friends, family, and people I meet along the way. Sort of an emergency pod. It is a solo situation similar to the, well, not similar, exactly, like uh, two episodes in season one and two episodes in in season two of the show, uh, of the podcast, where it's just me, just Austin. Uh, I was out of town this weekend, had some flight cancellations and delays, and finally got in and going to keep the season going. I had to move some people around, but uh, just a couple of things to talk about. I mean, there's... This episode will be uh, shorter than the other episodes that have happened this season, uh, but I just want to take a moment to reflect on how good the season has been so far and and kind of highlight what uh, the season is going to be. So this is going to be episode 42. The third season of Live On Set began the first week of September, so we're going into the first month of season three. And it's been great so far. I had one of my best friends, Joey Nelson, was on the show for what was previously going to be the Joey Nelson experience, but turned into the Joey Nelson residency. And for those who listened to that, we talked everything music. It was the Joey Nelson All Things Music residency. And so many things about Joey, who I've known for, geez, almost 10, 15 years at this point, which is crazy to say. Uh, but so many things about Joey that he would have talked about here and there in passing whenever we talked music or whenever we would spend time together, whether it was when we met in high school or uh, how our friendship has kind of continued since high school. And there were so many things that I knew that we were going to talk about that he described in a way that we really just hadn't talked about in person before. So for those who have listened to the show, you got to hear Joey talk about his 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 fanhood for uh, the band Kiss, which those roots date back to his his family and 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 joey is someone who him and his family they see kiss every tour and he's been seeing kiss shows for uh for years and years and years and i I know that whenever they come to town and they've traveled to see kiss at other places not just here in orlando where we're from he does that with other people as well he's been to music festivals he's lived in portland he's lived in orlando he's lived in now he lives in tampa and he sees different musicians all over the place all the time but music was that one constant in our friendship that every time we we get together uh not only is he one of my few friends that i'm happy to say that i'm friends with that if i don't see him all the time we can kind of pick up where we left off which i think is a sign of having good friends to begin with and he was someone who just if it was not for my friendship with him, I, I feel like this element of the podcast, the music element of film, music, sports, television with live on set, it would not be a reality if it was not for meeting Joey in high school and meeting someone who over time when we became good friends and we would talk about music and go to shows, he is someone like me who if you click shuffle on your iPod, it would not be the same type of music for everything. It's so many different types of genres and music, so many different inspirations. And for those who listened to the first couple episodes of the season, you were able to hear that in the discussion that I had on set with Joey. Then moving into the the other two episodes so far, because the first three episodes were Joey, uh, my good friend Shannon came back for round two on set. 
And that was the same for my friend Devin, who was my guest last week, where he came back for his second round on set as well. Shannon and I talked the show Euphoria. We talked a lot about uh, the karaoke scene in Orlando, but the the main segment was about the Free Britney movement, which for 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 those who have followed the show, two days after we dropped episode forty with Shannon, there was another sort of update that came out with with the the Free Britney movement and, and what Britney Spears is going through in the conservatorship. And I don't know. I mean, the, the fans can, can decide. I'm not sure if Live On Set was the breakthrough uh, story, but um, I mean, I'm joking. That had been going on for a while, but it was good to get Shannon back on the show and, and talk about her appreciation and her her fanhood for, for Britney that she's had her entire life. But then also, for those that listened to the whole thing, we did tease at the end what her return to the podcast will be. And we'll talk only murders in the building, which if you haven't seen it yet, there's only a couple episodes left. It's on Hulu. New episodes drop every Tuesday. And it stars Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And it is true crime fans for those who uh, love kind of comedy, dark comedy a little bit. Or for those that just like a good story, only murders in the building achieves all of that. And I cannot wait to see how this season ends and see who killed Tim Kona. So we'll find out what's going on with that. I'm excited uh, for Tuesday. And then last week, my good friend Devin, who was a guest of mine on season one, uh, for those who have followed the show since the beginning, Devin and I talked about in season one, our appreciation and and, and our fanhood for the Florida Gators, uh, the college football team, and then for me, for the university as a whole. We also talked our fantasy football uh, lineups at that time, which in season one would have been late fall, early winter of last year. And then uh, at the end, we talked and ranked our top three favorite rides at Disney World. So trying to have some episodes this season that are only about one topic or are a little bit of everything. So, And, and I look forward to being able to do that with, with guests that I have on the show going forward. So that was kind of the, the spark notes on, on what the first five episodes of live on set have been for this season so this one uh is just going to be me like i said solo so and like i said in the intro this episode will be a little bit shorter than the other episodes that i've had so far this season but what i do want to talk about and it was an event that happened this week it was my first big concert back out in the post covid era even though we are kind of there are mask mandates that are kind of out there right now a lot of people are getting the vaccine or have gotten the vaccine and they have a chance to get a booster there's we're, we're, we're on the way out of this and and one of the good things about kind of being in the situation where we are currently right now is live music is back and i i think that i'm not sure if it's just because it was the first big show that i had gone back to but it's better than ever and the show that i saw a couple days ago with not only a good friend to me, but a good friend to the podcast, my episode one guest, and he's been on the show a couple of other times since then, but a good friend to the show and Connor Brown. So those who are faithful listeners to the show, you know Connor from his, I think, four appearances on this show. We've talked everything. Uh, he was the going to be, when I was pl- planning this podcast out, he was always going to be the first uh, guest I had on the show, and he uh, did not disappoint. But he is working on some content for his podcast, WDW Opinion. And he was down here in Orlando, and he went to the the show with me. And that concert was Harry Styles. And Harry Styles, and I was not a big One Direction person. I do love his solo stuff. Harry Styles was incredible. 
Harry is someone who, throughout my time of working at the Amway Center, when One Direction came, I would have been in college, so I would not have been able to work or attend that show. But he is someone who, when One Direction has gone on that, I guess, quote-unquote, indefinite hiatus, I mean, I'm sure they'll play a show at some point in, in, in the future before it's all said and done. But all of the people that are in, that were in One Direction, Zayn included, when they tour, the only person that would have done arenas from the beginning was Harry. And then the last tour before it kind of got pushed because of COVID, Niall was going to do some, some arenas as well. But Harry, for the first album cycle, and then here with the fine line, the, the Harry Styles Love on Tour show, he's back-to-back tours have been arenas. So he is just one of those people that his his appeal and his platform is, is just enormous. And so he's playing arenas at every city that he goes to so which are a lot of musicians that like i'm fans of that they don't their reach isn't that big their platform is not that big but harry was the first show back for me and it did not disappoint it was an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes of just it was an experience it's something that it's one of the few shows that i've been able to see where the show was a center stage so like in the round so there were no obstructions and Harry, his, his band, which is incredible, the drummer, is amazing. The lead guitarist, Mitch Rowland, is amazing. And the, 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 the other members of that band are, are just incredible. And I, I was not able to see, I never saw One Direction perform live. I mean, little TV stuff or stuff when they were on SNL. But I did not see Harry on his first solo album cycle. He did not come... Uh, for his first solo album, he did not come to Orlando. So I think he was in Sunrise and then maybe another spot in, in Florida, but not in Orlando. And I think the one thing that it, it goes back to when One Direction began the hiatus and they were all kind of doing their own thing, and all, all of the people that were in One Direction have put out music and have been able to go play shows and have continued to, to travel the world to play their music. But the one thing was... I think in the back of everyone's minds was when they do music, what is it going to be like? You can listen to, and then also including Zane. Zane's music, I think it really fits him and what his persona is like. Louis and and Niall and Liam, they have all put out music as well. Niall's music is great. He's probably my second favorite in regards to the music post One Direction that has been put out. Uh, I just like the fact that he is someone that really you he, he, he could just be someone that is playing at your local bar or playing at your local club, just do, him and a guitar, which I, I love that. It's, it's, it's the reason why I like Ed Sheeran. And with, with Harry, when he was on Jimmy Fallon the week that he was going to be on, on SNL, and he was the musical guest for Jimmy Fallon when he hosted SNL that week, and then he has since hosted SNL and... He is just turning into one of the people that you can argue is one of the biggest like solo acts on the planet. And going back to what I said about what the people who were in One Direction, what their music was going to be like when they left, Harry's was, I feel like, the complete opposite of what One Direction was. I think the, the music that he puts out, and I didn't listen to a lot of One Direction stuff, but from what I did listen to, it was uh, it was the classic kind of boy band. They weren't like the boy band with like dancing numbers and stuff. They were just 
all about the live shows and they were just putting album and album and album out and they toured across the world and they toured through the ground and they're the biggest boy band ever. And with with Harry, especially with the first album, there are songs that are kind of like crazy, like stadium songs, like Kiwi or Sign of the Times. And then there's some delicate ones that, that were like my favorite on the first album, like Sweet Creature and Two Ghosts. And then you take Fine Line about two years after the first album came out and it's got everything on there. It's got the big songs. It's got the potentially like record of the year songs with Adore You, Watermelon Sugar and Golden and all those songs are on the radio constantly. He's torn through the ground, like I said, and playing every city here and there on this arena tour. But the one thing that I like about anyone's music which could be different from one album to the next is there's there's definitely a challenge there he's challenging himself and the team that puts that album together and records it and it's it's very i think it's different than the first album i think i like it more than the first album which i never thought i would say because the first album i listened to and just constantly and constantly and constantly but the one thing that i do like is for someone that only has two albums out how he has his arena show and how it all flows together and how he's in the center stage and the audience is such a big part of it but the the band that is on stage with him are all over the place and they follow him to one side come to the other side and it's just really one complete uh experience and the one thing that i look forward to the to most and i said it to connor when we left was being able to you know go see him again somewhere whether if it's this album cycle or if he does a festival or or something like that he's someone that when i talk to people about live music it's something that dave grohl said that if you're a fan of music and you're a fan of a band if they're in your town you go see him live and harry i after the concert this past week after his performance and how good the show was he is someone that is on that list of if they're in Orlando and I have the opportunity to go and I can get tickets, it's a no-brainer. He's in my city, go see him live. And it's it's something that really kind of uh, opened the door back up for those live shows, that, that live entertainment. And it was uh, the first sold-out show that I had been to as a fan since I think 21 Pilots in, in, in the fall of 2019. And, and Post Malone, who I also went to with Connor, which was a couple weeks after that. So October of 2019 was the last time that I had attended a show that was sold out. Uh, there was, I had the opportunity to work uh, the Billie Eilish show, which was the second week of March of 2020, which I had a work commitment, so I didn't go to the show that night, but that would have been definitely sold out. That, sold, that tour sold out so fast. And it just because, like, like Harry Styles, Billie Eilish is someone whose fan base is is rapidly growing by the second. She's in that category with Travis Scott and Harry of people that are obviously like relatively young, but their their platform is just massive all over the world. And uh, those when those people put out dates for tours, they sell out because that's how big they are. So, but no, it's very exciting time. It's um, I guess a sign of the times, if you will, of of live music coming back and people playing shows and fans going it and, and, and missing it as, as, as long as the year and a half, two years that we couldn't have those shows. But now that they're back and, and they're better than ever. So I'm excited to 
go to shows uh, in the future. I don't think I have anything as of now between now and the end of the year that I will uh, be going to as a fan, but very excited for shows next spring with Tyler the Creator and Bad Bunny and hoping that Ozuna uh, reschedules those dates. That was the other show that I had in April of 2020 that I was going to go to in Orlando that uh, that tour kind of got put on the books because of COVID and those dates haven't been rescheduled. So, and he's put out additional albums since then, but no, definitely can't wait for, for Bad Bunny. He can't wait for Tyler to go with Joey, honestly, to see how much Joey enjoys it. But Joey is someone, like he said, for those who have listened to the show, he'll go see Tyler multiple times a tour, something very similar to what I do with 21 Pilots, where I try to catch him in Orlando or Tampa. And then who my friend Henry, who's been on the show twice, episode two, and then he was on uh, uh, episode in season two where we talked Ted Lasso and, and WandaVision. I'll go up since he lives in Cincinnati. I go up there twice a year. Uh, we'll go to see 21 pilots in Columbus. So, uh, this tour, we won't do it. The takeover tour, which is really cool, which is what I want to talk about before uh, I talk about some, some other things to close out the episode is what 21 pilots are doing right now. So, like I said, 21 pilots was one of the last, uh, one of the last two shows at the end of 2019 that I saw prior to kind of COVID hitting and didn't go to any concerts as a fan, uh, and, and, in the beginning of 2020, and uh, one of the bands that right now is touring and they're doing something, which I think is really cool, is what 21 Pilots are doing. And they are, I think, a little bit close to halfway through what is called the Takeover Tour. So essentially what they're doing is in support of their newest album, Scaled and Icy, which is uh, an album that I had talked about towards the end of, of season two of Live On Set, is they are going to a specific city. I believe they started in Denver and they're playing... Small club, a little bit bigger club, a little bit bigger club, and then like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then the Saturday, they'll play the arena in that town. So they've done it in LA, they've done it in Denver, I think Chicago is on the list, I know Atlanta is on the list coming up, and then the last week of October, they'll be in Columbus. They've already played a small town show in Columbus, but it was for Sirius XM Radio or Pandora, one of the two. And uh, they played at a place called, I believe it's either Express Live or Newport Music Hall. So, and then when they did the tour to Columbus there, they did the basement, they did Newport Music Hall, they did Express Live, and then the two arenas they did were the Schottenstein and Nationwide. So I've seen 21 Pilots both at the Schottenstein, which is where Ohio State plays basketball. That's where Henry and I went for the final show of Tour to Columbus. And then I saw them when they were doing their trench tour. I saw them at Nationwide where the Columbus Blue Jackets play of the NHL. But 21 Pilots is the first time that they did announce a, like a like a radio show, uh, kind of like two-day festival, like Glass Animals is on the ticket as well for the one day they're doing it, that first Friday of December. I don't think I'm going to make it. I think I'm going to be out of town that week. But that's the only show as of now that they've scheduled to play in Florida. Uh, but if, if they were to... Uh, schedule any other dates in Florida. That's obviously my top priority between them and the Foo Fighters of any other band to kind of go see. So, but no, live music is back. I'm excited to talk to people about music in general for the remainder of this season on the show, but I'm also looking forward to go back and have more experiences like I did with Harry Styles and, and go to those big shows again. So, uh, another band that just completely lost my mind, so I have to kind of contradict what I said a couple minutes ago. Uh, at the end of this month, I'm going to go see one of my favorite bands on the planet, Laney, 
and travel a little bit for it, not in Orlando, but St. Augustine, to see them at a venue I've never been to before, and also see them perform some songs uh, perform some songs that I have not been able to see live before. So looking forward to seeing Lainey again. For those who have followed the show, Lainey is a band that I saw kind of like guilty by associating, waiting for like a headlining act, and I just stayed with my friends, Henry and Connor, and Henry's wife and, and my good friend Gary, all the people who have either listened to or have been on this show uh, since since I began the podcast. And we all just kind of hung out waiting for Florence and the Machine. And Laney opened for Grimes. Grimes opened for A Monster and Men. And A Monsters of uh, Monster and Men, they opened for Florence. So we saw all of those bands. All of those sets were completely different. But Laney played a 30-minute set. They set up the stage. They introduced themselves. And they played... I think it was like six or seven songs that I had never heard before. But from that moment on, I've been following that band. And anytime they've come to Orlando or they come in close proximity to Orlando, usually if some friends of mine or, or a friend of mine will go to see them play. And I'm uh, happy to be able to, to be able to do that again at the end of the month. And, and I'll definitely be able to come back here and talk about um, how this album of Laney um, how it translates to the stage and, and, and how their their show is and how they're getting bigger and playing bigger venues as well. So excited uh, overall for, for music. Uh, just, a t- just, a, just a couple of things I wanted to touch on, things that uh, are elements of the podcast that I've talked about in the past. There's a new season of SNL. We're two episodes into season 47. Uh, Owen Wilson opened up the season 47 opening episode and that was I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I need to go back and watch it again. Uh, and then and then last night was Kim Kardashian West. She hosted and Halsey, who has been on the show, I think it was her fifth time as a musical guest. She's also hosted the show before as well. Uh, she was back uh, on the SNL stage as well. But really looking forward to the next couple of weeks. Uh, Academy Award winner Rami Malek, for those who were fans of Mr. Robot, for those who had seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, which is the biopic of the band Queen, in which uh, Rami Malek won an Academy Award for. But he will be making his SNL hosting debut next week, which I am very excited about. And he, right now, is the Bond villain for the latest No Time to Die Bond film which is in theaters now, which I need to see this week so I can come and talk about it on the show uh, with, a, with a friend of mine that I hope will be back on the show sometime in October. So with that being said, uh, that is next week for SNL. And then the next episode after that, which is the only episode that, that they have announced so far, making his return to the SNL stage, a former cast member, someone who is arguably the star of the biggest show in the world right now, one of the most popular, and that is Ted Lasso, and that is Jason Sudeikis. So Jason Sudeikis will be making, I believe, his hosting debut, and there's so many iconic characters that he had, whether if he was a part of writing them or it was him himself in, in, in the sketches when he was a cast member. Very excited for him to come back. And I think that we can all just take a moment for those who have seen the first two seasons of Ted Lasso. This past Friday was the season two finale of Ted Lasso, and that show just gets better and better and better. And I cannot wait for season three, which I believe, if the rumors are true, will be the last and final season of Ted Lasso. It'll only go three seasons, but what I think is is really good, and it's something that um, when Henry was on the show a couple of weeks ago. 
uh, excuse me, uh, a couple of months ago towards the end of season two, he told me, he's like, this is the show we needed for, for right now. And so when he said that, we were still going through the, everyone was working from home, people were, were out of jobs, uh, COVID was, was in full force. And it was a show that came out at a time that just radiated positivity. It was shows that would make you laugh, it would make you cry. And for those who were sports fans, it gave you all three. And for uh, a pop culture fan like myself, Ted Lasso was a show that it took me a little bit to get into it because there was a lot of hype on it, and I was also finishing up some other shows, but once I got into it, I was all in. And so the, the second season of Ted Lasso, like I said, just wrapped up. It's incredible, and if you have not watched it, get that Apple TV subscription. If you want to just binge it, which I'm not big on binge watching, but if you want to, you will not be able to look away. That seven-day free trial, the 20 episodes that they got, You'd be in and out, and I'm sure you will love it like everyone else does. So for those who have followed Ted Lasso, uh, I'm sure you have watched the season two finale by now. It was one that did not disappoint. So we look forward to when we find out season three will go into production and when the boys of AFC Richmond will be back with Ted and the gang. So I'm very excited about that. The one thing that I want to talk about as we wind down this episode is, like I said, live music is back, SNL is back, there's a lot of things that are back right now, but we are about to kick off and have already begun to kick off what is going to be considered around this time, always the the October through December time frame, and that is the Oscar season films. There are a number of, of Oscar I'm sure that will be Oscar-nominated films that are coming out throughout the course of October and November. I am very excited to say that the list of of films that are coming out specifically in October are are a list that is not going to disappoint uh, movies in general, not necessarily films that will be nominated for, for Oscars. Uh, but I, now that I think about it with, with how they have some technical categories and cinematography and, and how important that is to the overall tone of, of really any film, we have James Bond, No Time to Die, Daniel Craig's last last uh, film is Bond. We have Dune coming out. We have The French Dispatch coming out. We have The Last Duel coming out. There are a number of, of movies coming out over the next couple of weeks, some that are already out, one that come out basically every Friday. But also for those big TV fans right now that are looking something to fill that void, like I am about to, when we have two more episodes of Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso just ended, What We Do in the Shadows, which is another show that I love. Uh, That's kind of winding down. It's past the halfway point of season, I think season three of that show as well, is Succession. Succession will be back for its third season episodes every Sunday night on HBO beginning next Sunday, October the 17th. And what I'm looking forward to is not only does it have a Metascore right now or a Metacritic rating, Metascore, whatever you want to call it. I think it's like 93 or 95, which is insane. But the hype on this show is is unreal. There are new cast members that are going to come into the fold. And we are really going to see how this family, will they just blow up from the inside? Is there really one person that's going to completely take over and it's going to be their company? Uh, I can't wait to see what's going to happen with that. And that, that journey, that, that season three adventure will begin a week from today because I'm recording this on October 10th. So, no, it's 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 really a good time right now. All the good shows are coming back. All the good uh, movies are starting to come back out in theaters. 
So for, for those who have the opportunity to kind of go see a movie in theaters and, and you feel safe to go, the good thing is that you have to kind of pick your seat now. So if you wanted to go, and and Connor and I did this, who I talked about with Perry Styles, and I actually last August saw Tenant in theaters with him as well, you can be very selective with what time, obviously what time you want to go in general, but what theater you want to go to, uh, how many people you want to go with, if you just want to go solo. You can be very careful with how you buy your ticket, what kind of row seat, et cetera, and then go where it could, if, if, you're, if you're creative about it, you can go at a time where no one else is going to be there. So I just, it's getting to the point now that those movies that I mentioned that I'm excited about, especially Dune. Dune is a movie that I cannot watch. I know that it'll be on HBO Max. It's not a movie I can watch on my computer. It's a movie I got to see in a theater. So I'm looking forward to that towards the, the end of October. I mean, October month is going to be Timothy Chalamet month because he's got French Dispatch, he's got Dune, and then kind of fast forward to December, the next Adam McKay film, Don't Look Up, he has his role in that film as well. So this could be the year of Timothy Chalamet. And it'll be interesting to see, really, I cannot emphasize enough how excited I am to see Dune. So I'm really looking forward for that. And that's probably the film that I am the, looking forward to the most in October. But all the films that I had mentioned, uh, No Time to Die, Last Duel, uh, Dune, French Dispatch, those are all movies that I will we'll definitely see. And uh, all of them, if not all of them, in a theater as well. So looking very excited uh, for the film season ahead, getting back some people on the show that I love talking movies with, but then also getting people on the show who had never been on before. So when it comes to the month of October, I have uh, some people that are going to be on the show for people that I've known for a long time that I haven't caught up with in a very long time and talk about uh, music with. I have uh, some some friends of mine who have been on the show before where I, like I mentioned the show, What We Do in the Shadows, I want to get some, some of my friends back on the show who I know love that show as well and kind of talk about that. But then I'm, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, at some point getting the Ivanhoe boys, getting my cousins back on the show and talk uh, sports. I know college football right now, Alabama went down yesterday, so it looks like that team obviously is human, but there are some other teams out there that are still undefeated that it's all signs are, are, are pointing towards the playoff, but the time uh, is really getting down to it where we're getting in the core of people's schedules, they're in the conference schedules, they're playing crazy conference games that are shootouts or they're blowouts, and it's just, it's it's every weekend of college football has been completely different. My, my Gators have lost two games, but they shut out Vanderbilt yesterday, which I'm sure was good for morale. We're going to play a good LSU team away next week, then we got to buy, and then it all comes down to Georgia. Our chances to go to the SEC championship game in Atlanta are, are slim to none, but impossible is nothing, so we will find out if uh, that's going to be an opportunity for us. But we'll we'll definitely need some help. But I am looking forward to hopefully giving Georgia a run for its money. And with Alabama losing and Georgia strength of schedule for the remainder of the month, it looks like the Gators, who are ranked as they were 20th when they played Vanderbilt, they might move up a spot or two. But it it looks like all signs are pointing towards a a ranked Florida versus a number one. Georgia. And I think that that's the second time that Florida would have played a number one team in the country in their regular season because they played Alabama a couple weeks ago. But I think Florida is a better team for losing to Alabama. We did not show up and did not play well against Kentucky, and we lost that game against a team right now, which has to be with, in addition to Arkansas and Ole Miss, the three big surprise teams in the SEC. 
I know Texas A&M did beat Alabama yesterday, but without their main quarterback, I don't know how far that team is going to go. But I am looking forward to the remainder of this college football season. It's something that every Saturday, like I said, we get those we get those late games and we see a completely different team every single week. And and the one thing that I'm looking the most forward to is who's going to win the Heisman. And I think that's something that I'll definitely be able to talk about with with my cousins. And I won't do that the, the week before the Heisman. I got to get them on hopefully before the end of the month because uh, for season one I had the college football predictions prior to the season starting, and there were some things that my cousin and I were right on, and we were some things that were not right. So, uh, but that's the whole thing about giving your opinion and, and kind of uh, having those interesting conversations on set. And I'm happy to say that although this episode was just me, I know that the other episodes that I have where someone joins me on set, if it's one person, if it's two people, uh, has been just incredible. So I love being able to talk about the things uh, that I'm the most passionate about, which is pop culture, the film, music, the sports, and television, but being able to like have a connection and 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 Zoom, I'm still Zooming, but Zoom with my with the, the guests that join me on set and talk to them about what uh, element of pop culture kind of means the most to them, see if there's any similarities, what the differences are, and then and to talk about really kind of what we like. And, and that's what this show has been since the beginning, and that's what the show continues to be. And I'm excited to keep going with season three of Live on Set. So just to kind of recap and then also look forward Live music is back, baby. Harry Styles is great. Harry, if you're listening, please follow because that would be great because more followers on the show would be amazing. <laughs> but uh, no, the, the Harry Styles show was incredible. I look forward to seeing him again one day in concert. I look forward to, and he, he's got some movies coming out too, so look, <clears throat> looking forward to see him back on the screen after uh, his role in Dunkirk. And I look forward to seeing those other movies that I was talking about that are coming back out. It's, it's a good month for movies in October, and I know that will continue into November and December, which is great. Uh, like I said, new TV is coming back, and new music is coming. Basically, people are dropping songs and, 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 and albums and, and mixtapes every week. So I'm looking forward to getting back into the music swing as well, taking my mind off of the craziness of, of, of work and being able to talk on set, which I love. So thank you guys so much for listening today. Thank you guys for listening to this show. If you found this show, uh, this this the first time you ever found this episode or you found an episode of the show, or if you've been listening since the beginning, or you kind of just hit play whenever you can. Thanks so much for listening. And thank you guys so much for following the podcast, referring the podcast to people, subscribing. This has been great. So without this, without you guys, this show would not happen. But that is it for episode 42. Thank you guys so much for listening. Live on set, the weekly pop culture podcast where I'm talking film, music, sports, television with my friends, family, and people I meet along the way. That is a wrap on the solo episode, Just Austin. That is a wrap on episode 42 of Live on Set. We will be back next week for episode 43 and another episode of Live on Set. As always, thanks for listening, and as always, much love. Have a good week.